0: Lord, I thank you for Darren. I thank you for your the gifts and callings on his life. And Lord, that he's faithful um, to step out and by the power of your spirit, use those gifts and callings to touch people's lives and see you work in powerful ways. And so, Lord, this morning, we ask again that you would move through Darren. Teach us, open our minds, open our hearts by his spirit. Teach us what you need us to know. And Lord, move and and just do what you want to do as well, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ah, love this church. <laughs> love Andrew and Melissa. How good are they? I just want to honour them this morning. just felt like I needed to do that this morning before you start. Because, man, this church is... Yeah, I mean, so many people have gone through this church. You probably know many people have been touched through this church, even through the school. And just want to honour you guys for the, the commitment. And this church is all about you, you know. Everyone's vulnerable, everyone's open. And I love that about this. And I often will listen online and, and hear people sharing and I love it. So never underestimate and never undervalue the opportunity you have to be a part of this church. So, yeah, enjoy it and well done. <laughs> um, I'm sure you've been watching some of what, what's happening with the Queen this week um, And um, so many people have honoured her for her faith. I don't know if you've heard that, um, but many people have honoured her for this woman of great faith. And there's actually one particular story that I heard about a lady's son uh, that died. And the queen, the queen of England, the queen of everywhere, uh, she, she felt that God told her to go to this woman's house. Now, I don't know even how that could happen, right? She'd have to have people with her. But she was told, God told her to go to this woman's house. And so she went to this woman's house to pray for this woman to pray for her, so she turns up the house, can you imagine what that's like, the Queen's at the door, (laughs) knocks on the door, goes in, can I pray for you, you know, I've heard about this loss and just want to pray, so she prays for her and then this woman didn't know Jesus and so the Queen led her to Jesus (laughs) and that just built my faith, just listening to that, can you imagine being being led to Jesus, the King of Kings, (laughs) led by the Queen of Queens, like there's just, (laughs) it just blows my mind, anyway, yeah, just thinking about that this week, I heard that and thought, that is faith, hey? Eh? That is faith, even the Queen, God leads the Queen. So I want to talk about what's faith and if you've got your handout this morning, uh, you can use that if that's helpful to write um, some, some spaces on it in the gaps there. Um, so you can follow on there. Um, but what is faith? faith Hebrews 11:1 1 the, defines faith as now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see so we can have a confidence and a hope in things that we can't see I love this definition because there's so many things that we can't see right you know when I get in the car I, I can't see the engine but I turn on the key and it works I don't know how it works but it works some people know how it works but um Yeah, it's about having that faith that that things are going to happen, right? Uh, Many believers, I find, have this past tense faith. They believe, you know, that God's done things in the past. In fact, most people can believe anything, you know, if it happened a long time ago. Yeah, okay, things happened a long time ago and they can accept promises like all things work together for good to those that love God, which might mean in eternity, but they find it hard to believe, I am the Lord who heals you, God can heal you. Uh, They have a past faith but not a present faith and this leaves this dangerous gap for doubt and fear and unbelief. And many people believe in the faithful God of Moses and Elijah and they believe that Jesus worked miracles and the Holy Spirit empowered disciples. But that is empty faith unless it transfers to us today, unless they believe he will carry on the good work in their present life today. We need to have now faith that 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 verse is now faith we need to have now faith and um, andrew said last week about getting filled up with the holy spirit every day if you're feeling dry get away with the holy spirit get filled up and i think that's a bit like that with faith you know you need to get filled up each day Um, come and and get that faith so the first thing the first thing is how do we talk faithfully faithfully you'll be writing faithfully a bit this time but that's all right it's about believing faith things I believe I'm going to have a good day today I believe in his promises in his word believing that this is the day that the Lord has made believing that as Andrew said we know that he knows the plans he has for us plans to prosper us not to harm us to give us a hope and a future who knows we can talk unfaithfully though you can talk unfaithfully you can be unfaithful you can also talk unfaithfully Saying like it's not going to be good. You can start to talk unfaithfully. Um, love the Psalm 19:14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer. He wants us to be our words to be pleasing to Him. So how do we live faithfully? We we need to be filled with joy. That's the next uh, part on your on your outline. To be filled with joy. Someone said to me the other day, we need joy because joy makes the message believable. And I really like that. You need to have joy so people believe in the message that you're telling them. See, we're walking testimonies. If people don't see something different in us, they won't want it. Joy is not having everything. You know, we hear about the, the people in Africa that don't have anything, but they're full of joy so this joy, we need to live with this joy in our hearts. Nehemiah eight ten. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I love that verse. You know, fill with joy, have joy, because it's our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And secondly, we need to have love. Without love, we are clanging, clanging single, Sing, single. I <laughs> hope you're not a clanging single. I hope you're a clanging, <laughs> You're not a clanging symbol. Uh, One Corinthians thirteen. Love. Is an action and we need to show people love by the way we act. 1 Corinthians 13 goes on, they say this a lot at weddings, love is patient and kind, love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude, it doesn't demand its own way, it's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, it never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And these three things will last forever. Faith, hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. There's a reason faith, hope and love are linked together there. Faith, hope and love. The last one is hope. We need to live with hope. This isn't the end of the journey. We have a hope in the future. When we leave this world, we have another world to go to. And we need to share this hope. On my favourite verses: is 1 Peter 3.15. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks the reason for the hope that you have, but do it with gentleness and respect. Going back to this definition of faith in Hebrews, we need confidence and assurance. We need to be sure. So when we pray, we need to pray with confidence and with no doubt. When I pray, I don't pray, Lord God, if it's your will that this will happen. I pray in boldness, believing he knows what his will is. I can just... God can determine that it's His will. We just need to pray without any prefaces. We need to pray and believe, believe in faith. Jesus highlighted a guy that had confidence and no doubt, a Roman soldier after he asked Jesus to heal his boy. And some version says it's his servant, um, but this passion version actually says it's his boy, so it's his son. He says, "I understand your authority, for I too am a man who walks under authority." And have authority over soldiers who serve under me i can tell one to go and he'll go and another to come and he'll come i order my servants and they'll do whatever i asked so i so i know that all you need to do is to stand here and command healing over my son and he will be instantly healed so here is a guy who says to jesus he understands his authority do we understand jesus's authority do we understand what that means we understand our authority in Jesus name i believe faith is believing in our authority in Jesus name he goes on to say all you need, all you need to do is stand here and command healing over my son and he will be instantly healed and jesus didn't say how dare you tell me what i'm supposed to be doing he accepted it he was astonished when he heard this and said to those who were following him he has greater faith than anyone I've encountered in Israel. Jesus honours this man's faith and says, this man has more faith than anyone, anyone in the whole of Israel. So do you want this faith? Do you want a little bit of this faith? You can take a little bit, you can take as much as you want. Take the authority that Jesus has given you and command it. Sometimes we ask God, if you're able, if you have a spare moment, if it's something that you can do, please answer my prayers, please heal No, if you want to have great things, you command things to be done. You speak as if they are done. You use the authority you have in Jesus. Then Jesus says to his Israelites and he says to us churchgoers in the message version, you are the very people who are supposed to know all about God and how he works. Those who grew up in the faith but had no faith will find themselves out in the cold. I don't know about you but I don't want to be left out in the cold. We need to speak with authority, believing that God will do what we ask. For what I ask in his name will be given to me, Matthew 7, 7. So let's not ask reluctantly. Let's command authoritatively. Mean what we say. What was the result of the Roman officer's son? Matthew eight thirteen? Then Jesus turned to the Roman officer and said, Go home, all that you have believed for will be done for you. And his son was healed at that very moment. Son was healed, so we need to speak believing, talk faithfully, and live faithfully. When we live faithfully, we will be happy in our troubles and we'll be more patient. How many of us know our troubles make us more patient? And when we pay, when we are patient, we get stronger. We don't like it, but it makes us stronger. When we have to wait, it helps our endurance. We might not like it at the time, but it helps us. And as our character develops, it builds our faith. So there's power in faith. We need to persevere with our faith. If you've got a little bit, you need to persevere. When your faith is tested, keep believing. If you make your faith stronger if you keep believing. It will develop your character and will develop your faith. If you're praying for a breakthrough in your own health, someone else's health, someone's salvation, keep believing. Keep talking belief. It will happen. We need to live faithfully, talk faithfully. Living faithfully also blesses our future generations. I'm blessed because of my, my generation's gone before, because of my heritage. But I understand that others aren't. But the good news is that you can start with your generation. You can be this generation. You can make a decision today that it will affect your children and your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren. Just look at the Queen, you know, look, at the, look at her great-grandchildren. Live a life of faith. Not only will it bless you, it will bless generations to come. And thirdly, we need to walk faithfully. As I said, as I often, I, as I can, I go out and walk faithfully, sharing my faith with others. I ask the Holy Spirit to give me clues, uh, but it's one thing to get those clues, it's another thing... To walk it out and even even last night i was asking the holy spirit to give me a clue about maybe someone that needed prayer today and i got the name mary and i got toe now this is really strange right what's toe mean what's mary mean i found mary this morning and i prayed for a toe and her back and her neck and she's healed in the name of jesus we we get these things and god will god the holy spirit will give us these things if we ask him them. James 2 says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, faith without works is dead. We're, we're all called to walk out our faith. Matthew twenty eight eighteen to 20, the Great Commission, Jesus says, all authority of, on the universe has been given to me. Now wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to faithfully follow all that I've commanded you, and never forget that I'm with you every day, even to the completion of this age. So we need to walk out our faith wherever we go, and not just, it's not just for evangelists, that's a command to everyone. So I'm going to show you this way of walking out our faith, and I believe the Holy Spirit's going to speak to each of you this morning. If you're open to hearing from him, you'll speak to it. A couple of years ago, I came across a book called Treasure Hunt, A Guide to Supernatural Evangelism, there it is on the screen, through supernatural encounters. And I've used this method extensively for the last couple of years and it's really built my faith and the amazing opportunities that I've had doing treasure hunting. The The premise is that God has a treasure inside each of us and he knows those treasures, not just chocolates, he knows those treasures inside each of us that we will meet out on the street. And so today I want to help you become a treasure hunter, to help you find those treasures. It's an exciting model of witnessing that uses words of knowledge as clues to find people who God wants to bring into his treasure chest, his kingdom. Uh, Treasure hunting is not about preaching on a street corner or arguing with people about theological differences or telling people how bad they are. Some of these things are hurtful for people and saying people should repent before God comes and strikes them dead with judgment. You might have heard that. No, the goal is to find specific people who the Holy Spirit has highlighted on this treasure map. We do this through what's called words of knowledge. What's a word of knowledge? Well, in the in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 12, 7, 12, it talks about a word of knowledge. Paul gives the list of the word of knowledge gift as one of the gifts that the holy spirit gives to believers to help them spread god's kingdom on earth and i believe jesus has called every believer to live a naturally supernatural life to bring the kingdom to earth so that it is what it is in heaven so just our mandate then is to represent him on earth we are called to Do what Jesus did to demonstrate the good news through a natural lifestyle of supernatural signs and wonders. And this book introduces us to a, a treasure map which is on the back of your page there. So let's have a look at that. First of all, we pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give us clues. And the Holy Spirit then might drop a word of knowledge in our mind. So we write that on a piece of paper. Just the first thing that comes in your mind, Holy Spirit can do that. It might, firstly, it might be a location, a suburb that he might lead you to. Long Jetty, he might lead you to this, this part. He can, he's led me all around Sydney and down Wollongong, wherever he leads you. Then he might give you a person's name, um, like John, the name I got last week. And you can ask the person, you know, do you know a person, do you, are you, your name John or do you know a person named John? whether they know them, which one particular guy spoke, I did, he, he wasn't John but he knew someone named John that I needed to pray for. The third thing is a particular appearance, I've got people's colours, people's clothes or glasses, the other day we've got a picture of this guy on the screen hopefully, John, he had a red jumper, he was sitting in front of a red coals and waiting for his wife with a red face. Not really the red face, but but there he was. You could see the red coals, you could see his red jumper. That's who who the Holy Spirit led me to. And so I actually got to um, speak with this guy, and he had problems with his knees. That was the other, the word I got, that I'd see someone with knees. In fact, that day, everyone, I spoke with three people, and... I prayed for seven knees. You wonder, how the how does that work? <laughs> well, all these people had two knees and the guy I was with had a problem with his knee. So, <laughs> so you know, and and he came to know Jesus. He wanted to know what, um, what I'd spoken about, how this had happened to him. And in fact, Jesus has already led him. He was actually reading the Bible. He'd already been reading the Bible the night before. So sometimes, you know, it's not all about, you know, the the it's, you know, it's being a catalyst you know it's it's being a part of that journey for that person so fourthly you know something we might need prayer for and uh as i said there's often a healing ministry that can take place so you can write that down and then there's the unusual things you know you could have thought up once there was a guy i think they've got another picture of this guy Um, apples (laughs) so God told me to go to this place this fruit market at Glen Quarry which is close to us and hang around the apple aisle like this might sound a bit strange and feel a bit strange right I was waiting for who's going to come into the apple this is the only guy that came to the apple aisle so I knew that this is the guy that I have to look how many apples he got (laughs) I knew that I I had to speak to him so I started speaking to him and he was he was like oh oh what were you you know I'm so from the Salvation Army he says I'm a Muslim oh okay that's great you know um, I'm saying well, you know if you're interested in knowing about Jesus I'm happy to pray for you oh okay that's interesting I've actually been along to Calvary Chapel before you know he's been along to a church service so I said well how about you want to come along to our home church we have a home church just down the road he said yeah I'd love that You see, Muslims are really open to to connecting socially. They're they're wanting to connect and they're open to the gospel. So praise God that God just led me along to this guy to be able to speak to him about about, um, God. So then once you arrive at your location, you begin looking for that treasure, hold your maps in your hand, you find someone who matches something that's in those maps, approach that person, say something like, this might seem a little strange but we're on a treasure hunt or you know I feel like um, God's led me to you today and you can even show them the, the 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 treasure hunt or you can even have it in your phone sometimes I have it in my phone and I show the person because sometimes they're going oh what are you talking about no oh, God has led me to this this morning get into a conversation build rapport with a person and sometimes the more um, clues can uh, happen over that time, but continue chatting, continuing to build rapport, and and you can find a bit more about them. Give words of encouragement, and uh, then ask if you can pray for them. And if they refuse, that's okay. Sometimes people are going to refuse that, but if you ask them, that's that's your job. That's what God's telling you to do. That's what the the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. You know, it's, sometimes this can have um, life and death consequences. There's another slide here, my friend felt led to go and see this his guy his name's John too like incredible you get Johns I don't know what's going on but sometimes I get names and he was actually lying in his bed he was really sick like he was starting to lose color and my friend said he felt like he was on his deathbed you know and and God told him to go he prayed for this guy and color started coming back into into his face and so, you know, sometimes these things are life and death, you know. If God asks you to do something, the Holy Spirit wants you to do something, He'll He'll guide you. And, you know, my friend said, he goes, I, I don't know why, you know, a lot of people know this guy, John. I don't know why I was the one. And sometimes I wonder about that. You know, why, why is God sending me to St. Leonard's to speak to someone when there's many people, the Christians over at St. Leonard's? Well... I don't know either, but you know, I I'm here to tell you. I want you, everyone, to build their faith, because I believe that, that God wants to um, guide us all in this opportunity. So, so yeah, I believe too that you know you, you might have been here this morning and you mightn't have ever heard about all this faith stuff. Um, what I'm here to tell you this morning is that God sent Jesus to die for you so that you can have a relationship with him and if you don't know about this i want to invite you this morning to consider this i want to invite you to consider inviting jesus into your life um, jesus leads me and faith and and you might fall oh, that's so overwhelming i can't do any of that but i want to say jesus has a plan for each of your lives and he wants to he wants to live out that plan in your life he wants you to live out that plan and so I just want to invite the band to come up and just be prepared right now. And we're going to sing a song called Oceans. Um, but before we do that, I want to pray. And I want to pray if there's some people here that have just felt prompted for maybe a little bit of faith this morning to believe, oh, I just want to try this out. I want to try to, you know, it's, it's not going to kill me to try a little bit of faith. So I want everyone to close their eyes right now and I want to ask if, if you feel the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit's in here, he's been talking to people, he's been encouraging people right now and if you feel like the Holy Spirit said, yeah, get right, just, just make a decision today to follow me. Just, just step out and make a decision. I want to just ask that if you'd put up your hand right now, just it's easy enough, just to put up your hand right now. Just say, yeah, I want to try this. I want to give this a go. Because what he's talking about, this faith stuff, I want to give this a go. Yeah, thank you. I can already see hands. So is there anyone else? Yeah, put up your hand. Make that decision this morning to follow Jesus. Amen. 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 There's a prayer up on here that we're going to pray. We're all going to pray together. We're going to commit to Jesus once again and ask him to to come and take our lives and, and make us brand new. Let's pray. It says, Dear Jesus, I need you and I believe in you and I receive your forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross for me and for giving me life and eternity. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen